big welcome to the Sands Family Christmas Podcast. My name is Lachlan Sands. My name is Susanna Sands. And this podcast is sort of our answer to the many Christmas newsletters that get sent around this time of year. That might not be a part of your Christmas tradition, but certainly growing up in the Sands family, we each had to write a page recapping the year that was and it got sent to all of mum and dad's friends and our family as well. Uh, And as one of six children, that's a pretty beefy newsletter that got sent out each year. And even as people were brought into the family, lots of pages had to be written. Many pages. Many pages. And we just thought, why not digitise those pages? Print media, it's a dying art form. Podcasting, it's growing. Radio? Radio, it's around. As long as people (laughs) have ears and feel a little bit lonely, Mm. radio will still be around. Great, good to know. But that is why we're doing this podcast. It is heavily inspired, I will add, by some of my radio friends who are Mm. doing a podcast and they were chatting about Christmas traditions and one of them, quite like me, had to write a newsletter for his family and the co-host was like, why not just do a a podcast? And as I drove along Milton Road that day, I thought, you know what? That's a fantastic idea. I sought permission. I said, hey, guys, I actually think that's a pretty good idea. Can I do that? And they said, you know what? As long as we get producing credits. So thanks, Zach and Dom. (laughs) Thanks, Zach and Dom. The first producers (laughs) of this podcast. Fantastic. It's also kind of like Billie Eilish, how she reflects on every year. I don't know who she does with that with. I don't know if it's Vogue or... I want to say like Vanity Fair. One of those... Yeah, Vanity Fair. (laughs) Is it actually Vanity Fair? I don't know. I think so. Uh, if only we had our producers with us, if they only, could check that. That would be great. That, thanks, that, Secondum. Thanks, Secondum. <laughs> that would be um, but great if you do that. Yeah, if you haven't seen these videos, Billie Eilish for the last, I feel like, five years mm. has sat down and answered the same interview questions. And it's really fascinating to see, five years on, what her answers are from the previous years and compare mm. and contrast. Yeah. In years ahead, I don't think we'll listen back to our previous answers, so to speak. I think we'll just mm. be answering the same questions. Yeah. And you could theoretically go back and listen and and see how times change and see how we change. But that's what we figured this thing would be, an audio format of our Christmas newsletter and an opportunity for us to debrief about our year and you just brought into this. And you'll probably get to know a lot more than you probably have bargained for. You'll probably get the um, down low on our life. So if you don't want to hear about our life, that's totally fine. We're not offended. But if you really want the down low, feel free to listen. Yeah, I mean, if you only know me or Susanna in like a water cooler perspective, mm-hmm. you see us around work or mm-hmm. maybe you went to school with us and you just happened upon this thing. Maybe you barely know us at all. You've We kind of rate that more though. <laughs> we don't know it. Yeah, so. sure. But they're about to hear about how we're really going. Mm. It's not going to be a one of those things that you see someone in passing, you go, yeah, going great. And then secretly, not so great. Mm. But we've had a good year. So yeah. it's not all doom and gloom. So this is maybe one of the strangest experiences you'll ever have. It's almost like having dinner with someone, but you don't ever get to share about how you're going. You just mm. ask them, oh, Susanna, how are you going? And then we just talk for about an hour. Mm. And then you're cool. Thanks for the dinner, guys. <laughs> and then you go home. So we've got some questions that we've written, that we've brainstormed. And I think these will just be the bones, the structure to this mm. thing. And then... See what happens from there. See what happens Who from knows? there. Some of these questions as well are questions that we will ask one another quite mm. regularly. I think we had ambitions to ask each other each night before bed. I feel like we used to ask each other these things while we were dating regularly and we'll talk about these in reflection every now and again. Shall we get going? Yeah, let's... Let's get into it. Susanna Sands. Lachlan Sands. What was the highlight of your year? Um, I feel like it's been a good year. Past years have been not so good. I would I wouldn't consider them bad years, but I didn't enjoy them. So this year has been one where I've been like, oh, this has been a lot better, and I'm surprised by that as well. So it's been like 
a good year? Not brilliant by any means. I don't think so, maybe. Um, a highlight of my year was um, our siblings live over in the UK and they came over and visited us in April and I hadn't met my niece, Alice, who was two and a half years old, almost three years old at that point because of all the pandemics and all those sorts of things. Didn't get to meet them and then got to meet them and obviously see Luke and Wendy, which was fabulous as well. So that was great. That's um, a great highlight. That, it is. What a what a beautiful was it almost a month that they were here? Yeah. I was in tears when they were leaving. Yeah. And look, not that I didn't think I would be in tears, but I don't know, it was just a really special time to see them and to yeah. see you hmm. interact with Alice and see her love for quokkas grow. Oh, absolutely. We uh, yeah, that thrived. And they were also supposed to come over for our wedding in April 2020 and they were unable to do that. So it was a very um, lovely... It's like a restorative yeah. sort of yeah. full circle Exactly. Moment. Yeah, it was so good. Um, another highlight. I have a great psychologist. I think that psychologists are underrated and I just think she's amazing. And I've also... Um, yeah, at the end of, not at the end of last year, but 2021, I had depression. Lachlan had depression. Both of us had depression. Lots of things going on. It's a very multifaceted sort of thing there. Um, and I was just sad for a very long time and didn't really know how to get out of it. And I'm usually a very joy-filled person, but this was, yeah, obviously <laughs> depression is a different sort of thing, you know, feel very sad. Um I don't know. I feel like that's not a very good direction of depression. Anyway, in January, sort of like February, March, I started to come out of that as well, which I was really thankful for. Um, and I just like started to feel notes of happiness again, which I didn't really expect. And I was really grateful for. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't expect it. I felt bad for feeling happy again, but my psychologist was very good at helping me be like, no, Susanna, you are allowed to feel happy. <laughs> and I said, great, thank you. That's how mm. you get better from depression. Thank you. I will feel happy again. No, I'm kidding. It isn't. <laughs> it isn't. <laughs> and then the third thing that I did in our first two years of marriage, there has been a lot of trauma around uh, certain areas in our marriage. Yeah. Yeah. There was stuff that we didn't know was going to be an issue when we got married. And then when we got married, yeah. we realized that, oh, this was an issue that we didn't think was an issue. Yeah. And absolutely. I feel like you can say it just relates to our sex life. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It relates to sex. And I also have this as a highlight. That nice. Our sex life has gotten better. So much better. It was lots of trauma around the first two years. And so this year has been a bit of a redemptive sort of moment in that space our sex life i would say was on life support oh absolutely not from necessarily our choosing we were trying hard mm. <laughs> yeah so, i don't know i feel like this is Sue's <laughs> had the defibs out and was just trying to revive it <laughs> and i was crying in the corner crying yeah. so it was a good time yeah. it was great good teamwork but you know it has been a lot better and yeah. Uh, and I think it's important to note because that was a big theme of our first two years of marriage. Yeah. And I'm. Um, Sex yeah. is, I think, important in any healthy marriage. So yeah. when you're not doing it, then it's it's not going to be great. So <laughs> yeah. we're doing it. We're doing it. How good. And it's, it's good. <laughs> uh, Lachlan Sands, what was the highlight of your year? Well, we've already touched on one of them. I don't know whether that would be number one for me. Uh, mm. also having Luke, Wendy and Alice come over was fantastic. Mm. Uh, great times were had whilst they were here and it was really, really sweet to hang out with him. Um, I got a new job this year. Yeah, you did. Uh, yeah. Nova boy. Well, I'm not Nova boy. Um, <laughs> Nova boy is a fantastic character. Great, mm. great guy around the office. Yeah. And pick some great jams, but I'm um, new job. Has been really, really good. And also I started another podcast this year and I'm kind of lumping these two in the same thing because it's just been a lot of development, I guess, in a professional setting. So yeah, this new podcast, the Soccer Who's podcast, where we just 
unpack Australian soccer players and look to uncover the next Harry Kuehl or the next Mark Baduka. And that's good fun. I know both of those people, obviously. Yeah. 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 Who's your favourite soccer of all time? <laughs> um, Garang Kowal. Garang Kowal. There you go. What wow. an icon. Favourite player of all time. Of all time, Garang Kowal, you know. Um, Lionel Messi, you know, won the World Cup the other day. Was Yeah, yeah you know, very central to that. But Garang Kowal is my man. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's unreal areas from you. Yeah. Seriously, though, having a new job, having advancements in a professional setting has been mm. really good. I, I was chatting with someone the other day and we were just talking about how when you don't have work, things can be a little bit aimless and a little bit sucky. And that's kind of where I was a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did have work, but things still felt a little bit aimless and sucky. And so having a really fun reason to wake up um, and go about your day and there are heaps of wonderful people that I work with at Nova couldn't name them all I mean I could but I I won't name them all on this Mm. podcast because it'd just be like reading out a role and that would be boring but they know who they are if I work with you thank you for making my year a whole lot better but there's also just been really fun things that have have come about because of these things I've Mm. Being able to go to the Elvis premiere. It was fun. That was pretty fun. I uh, got a new jacket bought for me by work, which <laughs> wouldn't have happened at a previous radio station. Mm. And that's mostly because of the previous radio station was community funded. Whereas you've got that Lachlan Murdoch money, which... Daddy Lock. Daddy Lock mm-hmm. is, is what we call him. Got to fly to Melbourne for a day to film one video. Mm. Was in Melbourne for all of, what, four hours and then back on a plane to Brisbane. And... That's kind of what I love about my job is that it's just so absurd and so ridiculous that I get to go and do these fun adventures and it's just part of my job. I've got to go on the Suncorp Stadium pitch this year for Mm. some handball promotion that we were doing. Got to help referee a final at halftime of a Broncos Storm game. And growing up, wanting to be a professional athlete, obviously didn't get there. A little bit too late (laughs) for me. But to not at least going to be the next Grand Qual. Is that what you're saying? No, not going to be the next Grand Qual <laughs> yeah. or the next Matt Denny. Yeah. But it was really cool to be able to be on the pitch at halftime and to look at 50,000 people in a stadium mm. and go, wow, this is a really cool moment. I loved seeing you enjoy your work this year. I think it makes a big difference when you love it and you love it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. You're I appreciate a radio it. boy. I am a radio boy. Uh, Radio man. Got to sit in a press conference when the Socceroos came to Brisbane this year. I get access to A-League and Socceroos games because of my links to Nova. Uh, And that's awesome that I get to Mm. go to those things for free and to be able to do something that I love. So definite highlight of the year, new job, the podcast coming along as well. Getting a new microphone. Yeah, look, it is fun to to get new work toys. Mm. And that's what's helping make this podcast happen. So, how good? How good? In a similar sort of vein as well, I have been doing a lot of the social stuff for our church soccer club. And look, I'd much rather be playing, but it is really fun to be able to see something that you do come to light. And I feel like we've got some of the best social media definitely in all of the christian leagues Mm. but i'd say our stuff rivals some of the paid clubs really well is that going to be your new career no No. i don't think i want it to be but it definitely is fun doing it so Mm. yeah it's it's been really fun to do that as well and get out of the house every tuesday and saturday and yeah just hang out with the boys suits yes Lowlights of the year. I feel like uh, our lowlights are probably going to be similar in some way. So I feel like we can talk about them together maybe. We've already mentioned sex, <laughs> but this is probably where things get real real. So mm. buckle in. I would say one of the lowlights that I set of this year, and it 
it's not necessarily my low light. I feel like it's our low light. Um, was your workplace that you were in at the start of 2022 was very bad and your mental health was not in good places at all. And so we got to one point where um, we were talking about what's next, how long you're sticking around for, and then we were talking about how you just needed to quit. And then, yeah. Yeah, there yeah. were some radio opportunities that Absolutely. were sniffing around at that point in time, which is also why I left because I was like, well, there's a potential potential work happening. It's true, but it was also, it was a terrible job and micromanaging you and your mental health was horrible. So It wasn't a great <laughs> culture fit, Suze. Yeah, too true. That's what we tell everyone, right? <laughs> no. um, another one that I put down here, I think it's always hard in your 20s. I'm 26 at the moment, but I feel like throughout your 20s, like early 20s, in your teenage years, you have a lot of close friends. Um, but I feel like in your mid-20s, it's very much navigating a lot of that change and changing friendships. And then also just like the natural friendships. So you're like, okay, is this going to be something that lasts forever? Or it's not really going to be? Or I don't know, values are in different places. Do you want to add to that? I feel like. Yeah, I had as one of my words, just classic mid-20s changes. I mean, yeah. I've loved work so far. But I'm still a casual and it's been, yeah. I don't know how many months it's been since I've been there. Yeah. And I probably will be a casual for the next little bit while I'm still in my mid-20s because they go, oh, you're young. We'll just continue to use you, not in an abusive sort of way, but mm. just we'll utilize you because we know that you can be flexible at this point in your life. And yeah. I'd like a little bit more security. But Absolutely. That We'd is like what to buy is. a house. We'd like to get out of our house that has just gone up by $55 a week. Love that. Ripstick. Um, but then also in your mid-20s, things change. People come and people go out of your life. And I think for us in a season of the last two years where things have been really unstable, I think stability is something that we have needed a lot yeah. in our life. And we're still finding that. And I get that you probably will never find 100% stability in life. But I guess there are some people that we look back and go, oh, we thought that you'd be in our life a lot more. And yeah. it probably goes both ways. We mm. could have been better friends. Yeah, They could have been better friends. And it is what it is. It's just part of being in your mid-20s and finding out yeah. who you are. Mm. And I think there's a funny meme it's not actually that funny, but it's where someone goes, I think the real miracle of Jesus is that he had 12 friends at the age of 31. So we got a whole lot more to look forward to. Too true. 12. It sounds like we're going to have to cut our friendship down to 12 people. Wow. Since. That's unfortunate. But in saying all of that, I think that we've also, within that time period, we've also gotten some really good and really solid friendships as well. So, um yeah, I think that there's definitely highlights in there of like really good, solid friendships that have grown, but then others that we thought would be around for a long time that aren't there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I think you touched on it just before, mental health stuff. I feel like I'm still not 100%. I feel like there yeah. are days where I just want to throw on the towel. Mm -hmm. Not end it all. That's really dark. But I go, this is not a good day. And there are some days where I'm feeling awesome. And I think it's just a matter of trying to level things out a little bit if that's possible or yeah. at least minimise the number of lame days and really celebrate the days that are awesome. Mm -hmm. And not that you can replicate those things 100%. Sometimes it's external factors. Sometimes your brain's just being silly. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to one day in the future, having less of those lame days. So yeah, that's, yeah, it's still not been a hundred percent. There are yeah. times this year where I've been like, oh man, just, just can't. And I feel like a while ago I was praying. If you're listening to this and you didn't know that I was a Christian, then I've done a, maybe a little bit of a bad job <laughs> at explaining that. But I was praying and I felt like the Lord gave me this picture and it was this picture of this horse. And I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm not good enough to get back up on the horse. And I just walk alongside the horse. Mm. Or I feel like the horse has bolted and ran away. And 
I just kind of give up. And I feel like a lot of the time I am walking alongside the horse and I don't feel like I'm good enough to get back up on the horse. Mm. And that's an analogy that yeah, you gave me and it's something that I still have to remind myself that, no, I am good enough to get back up on that horse. I am good enough mm. to do that. And, yeah, I'm still getting there. Yeah. It's a process. So Work in progress. Work in progress. That's me. So that's one of the lights. I agree with you. Classic mid-20s. Things change. People change. Yeah. And that's been something that we've had to navigate this year. I also feel like I've been more physically sick this year than in previous years. You reckon? I feel like our last six months, we've really had a lot of sickness. But the first six months, I was getting a bit boastful that I hadn't really gotten sick. But a few months ago, or maybe like a month and a half ago, we both had a vomiting bug at the same time. That was... And both were vomiting on the toilet, different toilets at the same time. Yeah. Bonding experience. We had buckets that we were both going in and it really was a, a bonding experience for our marriage. I don't know. Maybe it's a bit of recency bias when I yeah. try and look back through the year. I think so. But I just feel like I've been more sick. Yeah. Maybe that's immune system. Maybe that's mental health and physical health at the same time trying to help fix my body. Um, but I still think that we can say that we haven't had COVID. So look at us go. How good. We are the elite. We are the we elite. We are the elite. We get other silly common colds. Yeah. But not COVID. No, so not COVID. That's good. Suze, what is something that has surprised you this well, year? <laughs> um, a few things have surprised me. Um, one of our good friends, um, Nathan, should I say his name? Yeah. Yeah. Good <laughs> we friend, love Nathan. Good friend and cousin. And cousin. Yeah. Last Christmas he um, was not dating anyone and uh, last month he got married. So I love Nathan. I love Grace. But if the question is something that surprised me this year, I did not expect that last Christmas. Yeah. Would we, you agree with that? Yeah. <laughs> it, it has been a surprise within this year. Yeah. We flew down to Melbourne for the wedding. We then drove up to Bendigo because that's where the wedding actually was. But yeah. that was a surprise. That was not something that I was expecting this year. Mm. It was a great time though. Yeah, it was great. Grace is great. Yeah, fantastic. We have some similarities. Yeah, there's Love that. a bit of a joke that you guys are <laughs> too similar, which is concerning considering that Nathan's married a carbon copy of his cousin. Yeah, I think it's cute. I think it's a compliment, if anything. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> I'm yet to get to that conclusion, but <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Also, somewhat recently, the thing that surprised me this year, mm. Australia's World Cup campaign. We Why made it to that? the round of 16. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> yeah, we did. Garang Kowal did. Yeah, go Garang. And I don't know, that was just a surprise for me. I didn't expect us to get there. And as yeah. an Australian soccer fan, that was something that was surprising. That is surprising. So. Can I say my other surprising thing? Oh, sure. I okay? didn't know you had a yeah. second one. <laughs> I didn't know which one to go first. Um, this one was a bigger one. Um, Hold on. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't leave uh, with the big surprise. I didn't know what to do. I haven't done podcasting before. Often. Sure. I'm not sure. Right. Um, my big surprise of the year. I have been teaching grade two at a great school this year and I have been teaching grade two for the last three years and um, I wanted to move grade levels and I was very keen to go higher. I said grade three, grade four, grade five, maybe not grade six, but you know, higher, fantastic. Um, And then my higher ups approached me and I love them. I have great bosses, Um, but they said, Susanna, Um, we feel a little bit nervous about this conversation. And I said, you know what? As long as it's not prep, that is fine by me. And they said, well, we think you'd be fantastic in prep. So um, I'm going to prep next year. And I've never wanted to teach prep in my whole entire life. Um, But here we are. So that has definitely been a surprise for me. And I think as well, my last placement was in prep and my um, supervising teacher, she was only, it was a five week 
Prague, but she was only there for two and a half weeks because she had surgery. And she was like, Susanna, um, I think you're a fantastic teacher. And when she was sending it back to the university, um, she was like, Susanna, I think you're a great teacher, but I just don't think you're suited to prep. So I've never in my whole entire life since then, which has only been three years, (laughs) but I've never wanted to do prep, but here we are. So that has definitely been a surprise. So fingers crossed that's a good time in 2023. Otherwise might be in for a bit of a miserable year but I have a great TA I have yeah I think it'll be good I think you'll be great thanks you'll be great you'll be a fantastic prep teacher and I'm excited to see you teach prep thank you I had to for many days while I was making the the decision whether to say yes or no because they're very gracious um for many days I had to say Lachlan what do you think do you think I should do it I'm not sure I'm not getting a clear answer from the Lord I don't know and then when I was trying to con- convince myself, I had to do like, I had to put my hands in the air and I had to say, I'm going to be a prep teacher. It was a really interesting week of <laughs> 2022. It was very interesting. You're I having cried a, bit of a-, a lot. You asked me if I was pregnant and then someone else at school also asked me if I was pregnant because I was emotional. And I said, no, I just have feelings. <laughs> Susanna's not pregnant. I'm not pregnant. Susanna. Yes, Lachlan. A piece of art that has caught your attention this year. Wow. Um, Can you tell that we're creative? We're so so creative. We're so fun. Um, I feel like this is a much anticipated question because we've been hiding this from each other for the past few weeks. Um, Are you ready for this? I have three pieces. Three pieces. Coming in on number three. Okay. You've learned to go from the bottom to the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, three, I really love Brooke Lidgetwood's album Seven. Loved it. Great vibes. Uh, highlight song. Highlight song. Um, look, I literally, um, listen to it most days, but do I know the song titles? Not really. Um, A Thousand Hallelujahs is a bit of a classic. I feel like that's too... A bit of a classic. It was released this year. I don't I know. know if a song can become a classic within a I know. year. And also, I think Ancient Gates. Great. All right, number two, coming in hot, <laughs> Childish Dino. Childish Dino, it's about me. I'm a kid, I'm eight. <laughs> oh, Barbara. Oh, Bob, look, I don't want to sound like I'm child-splaining, but it sounds like your partner doesn't appreciate you. Chuck him out to the curb, babe, with the hard rubbish. <laughs> I love Childish Dino. Um, Childish Dino is I a cartoon Dino. series that one of my co-workers, I love it. Uh, Dave Ferrier, created alongside Dean Thomas, who worked at Nova in Melbourne. And it's about a kid who's eight years old and he it's iconic. is just a child with an adult's voice. Dean Thomas voices Dino uh, and it's kind of based on Dean's upbringing, so to speak. You can look at up on YouTube, there on all the social media platforms. Susanna really loved the first episode, the show and tell episode. And as a teacher as well, if you haven't watched it, go and watch it. But as a teacher, relatable content. And last year, I had a great child in my class and I can't say his name, but he was iconic. And wasn't the same, but just like similar sort of sense of humor and like very down to earth Australian vibes, but also hilarious. Loved mm. him, yeah. Number one? Number one. Um, I don't know whether you'll expect this or not. I'm not sure. Coda. Oh. The movie. The movie on I Apple love, TV. Yeah. Plus. It was actually released in 2021, but... You watched it this year. I watched it this year. And since then, I had my sister over and I was like, mate, 
we got to watch this movie. We watched it. Mum came over for dinner. She lives in Stanthorpe, so she was um, here with us overnight. We watched it. She loved it. I watched it with you. I don't know if you loved it, but... No, it was good. I gave it from memory an eight on IMDb. Yes, I do rate movies on the Internet Movie Database. I'm not surprised. It was a good movie. I would recommend it as a sort of heartwarming family vibe. It's beautiful. I really love it. And the soundtrack as well. She has a really beautiful voice. She did the same song live at an award show. Wasn't as good. Kind of fell in my books. I just needed to stop watching it. But the actual movie itself, loved it. Iconic. And I feel like if you show everyone in your life. That's <laughs> not, not, high praise. Not everyone in my life because that's I only said my mum, my sister and my husband. But, um, you know, when you really love it and you got to show your... In a circle. Yeah. Well, I feel like I have more people in my circle than my mom, my sister, and my husband. But hey, anyway. it's fine. Your inner yeah. circle can be three people. It's okay. <laughs> no right. shame. But no, great, great movie. I don't think it was high enough on my list to say it was a piece of art that caught my attention this year, but it definitely was pretty good. I freaking loved it. Yeah, I can I loved tell. It so much. I can tell. And when I love something, I used to watch a Cinderella story. No joke. I literally, as a kid, I don't know how old I would be, but we'd rent Cinderella story from the store. I don't know why they didn't just buy it to save some money, but maybe because of what I did with it. Um, but I would start watching it in the morning, and then as soon as it had finished, I'd literally take it back to the start and I'd start watching it again. And this would happen from morning to afternoon. And I don't know how my siblings didn't punch me in the face, but I love a Cinderella story. So I haven't done this with Coda, but when I really like something, do I rewatch it? Of course I do. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's probably a good thing because I don't know whether it ruins the movie for other people. Yeah. But it's a good movie. It is. Is it worth, Susanna, someone getting Apple TV Plus because it is exclusive on that platform. I think Apple TV Plus has a lot of good content though. I feel like they have a lot of great movies, a lot of great TV shows. Yeah. Ted I mean, Lasso, love that. This is an honourable mention, but Central Park oh, yeah. is a cartoon on that platform and it's like a comedy musical. Yeah, it's fun. Cartoon, it's fun. It's got some absolutely killer voices. In fact, I was just saying to you the other day, one of my favourite Christmas albums of all time is Leslie Odom Jr., Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas is the best song on that album. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. But... Leslie Odom Jr. plays the dad, Owen Tillerman, in the show. And I can't listen to the song anymore without picturing this really lanky brown man with dark curly hair who's this park ranger at New York City Park. And he's a dorky dad. That's his character. And so to picture him singing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas with this silky, buttery voice, it's just funny to me now. I love it. It doesn't fit his character, but it's very quirky. So I can see it happening and I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think it fits his character, but I think it's just funny to picture him instead of Leslie Odom Jr., who is this suave, very talented actor and singer. And I think he dances well. He's a triple threat. Yeah, absolutely. He he played Aaron Burr in Hamilton in the original cast. So Mm. you know he's, he's good for it. Lachlan Sands. Yes. What are three pieces of art that caught your attention this year? I think the original question was a piece of art, but I do have three. Oh. So okay. I'm glad I am glad I do. Great. Uh, Number three first? Well, these are in no particular order. Okay. The first one, bit of a wild one, but I think on a whole, this event was a piece of art. This event? It was an event. We went to a wedding this year. 
some friends, Aaron and Candace. Oh, really? Is that in there? That's in there. Wow. It was <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was stunning. It was a really lovely wedding. Yeah. One I think of the best weddings I've been to. Yeah, I think it is the best wedding I've been to. And I can Including say that <laughs> as a married man <laughs> who went to his own wedding. Yeah. It in was someone's stu- backyard. It was a stunning wedding. But not only was it visually stunning, it every word that was uttered yeah. had meaning behind it. It felt like no words were wasted. Aaron and Candace Moore had a beautiful wedding. We only went to the ceremony. I can't say that the reception was stunning, but... I'm sure it was knowing them. Everything was just done with purpose and, yeah, it was it was a moment that I wish I could relive over and over again. Wow. Yeah. And even in the moment, I was like, this is cool. But I think once we were driving away, I was like, oh, it really hit me about how powerful and how beautiful that wedding was. So that was a piece of art. Everything about that wedding was was just a beautiful tapestry of individual pieces of art coming together and yeah. Oh, stunning. So good. I'm surprised by that, but it was also, it was great. I loved it. Another piece of art that caught my attention this year, Marcus Mumford of Mumford and Sons. Mm. He is one of my favorite artists, I think. And I think part of that is because I know a little bit about his upbringing but also I do enjoy his music and I like the projects that he puts his name to. Like he does the intro for Ted Lasso. He's a very talented man. He's a talented dude. And this year he said, oh, I want to release some music. And he took it to his bandmates and his bandmates were like, no, no, no. This is a story that you have to tell yourself. We don't want to put our names to it. Not because it was bad or anything, but just because it was... It was very deep and meaningful and very personal. Deeply personal. Very personal. And so he released this album called Self-Titled and there is a track on there that is just so raw that I think you need to be sitting down almost listening to it just to really take it in. But I love the way in which the album talks about these themes of grace and forgiveness despite the atrocities that happened. that's a really powerful thing to explore and yeah he's just a he's a great dude do you know what the song is that you really like from marcus well it's not just one song in the same way that you like brooke lidgetwood's seven album i liked the whole album of self-titled but the song grace specifically right after cannibal which is the opening song that sets the scene for the album is just, is deeply powerful. So that for me, also another song that I loved this year, Benjamin William Hastings, Mm. The Jesus I Know. Do you ever feel misunderstood When you look at what this thing's become How does something that sides with the leaf the thing that excludes them the most and I'm not trying to put words in your mind cause I fear that's where we got it wrong but 
Sometimes the Jesus I see seems so far from the Jesus I know. And that is a song that got featured quite a lot on my Apple Music Rewind because mm-hmm. we're not Spotify people. We're, we're Apple Music, so we didn't yeah. get the uh, the wrapped. We get the the rewind or whatever they call it, replay. But no, the Jesus I know, once again, a song that explores, I think, pretty rawly for someone who is in the Christian music industry and who is a worship leader, explores questions that they have about who Jesus is and what they know Jesus to be. And I think it's important for everyone to take a step back sometimes and just reflect on what they think and the things that they've learned, whether you are a Christian or not. But this song, I think, explores it really well. And I don't know, I just appreciate the vulnerability at which he sings and shares. And it's been a big question for me because I think that when I read the Bible, I see a certain picture of Jesus. And then when I look at the way that Christians sometimes portray who Jesus is, I think we miss the mark and that disappoints me. And it shouldn't surprise me, but it still disappoints me. And I want to make sure that I'm doing my best to represent who I believe Jesus to be. And yeah, there's just a, a lyric even just like, I'm scared if you walked in this church, you might flip all the tables and go, would that same Jesus love all my merch? Or is that just the Jesus I know? Yeah. I think if you live in Australia, you would be more than aware about Hillsong Church. And it has copped a lot of flack in recent years. Yeah. Because of certain things that I won't talk about right now but for someone who's within those walls I totally understand why you might want to ask big questions and yeah I just think that the way in which he does it at least in that song specifically is to the point and is something that is worth it for every Christian to at least think about and go yeah who is this Jesus that yeah we know and is the way in which I'm living reflective of that Jesus Yeah. or have I warped my idea of who Jesus is into what I want to see him as Yeah. is the Jesus that I know the same Jesus that's in the Bible or is he a white mm. dude who gives everyone lots of money and loves guns <laughs> yeah and cares about our personal freedoms. I think it's a great thing to look at as well and to deconstruct. (laughs) I think in some Christian circles and the way in which I've seen Jesus portrayed just globally, I think that sometimes Christians can do a bad job at representing who Jesus is. And I think this song just holds a magnifying glass to that and asks some of those questions. And I, I don't know who the audience of the song is really meant to be, I guess, people who are in churches and who maybe have a slightly warped perception of Jesus as a bit of a, hey, what are we on about here? I don't know. I just thought it was a really good song and one that made me ask lots of questions, but I think the right questions. And yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was a really powerful song. Yeah, definitely. Kind of leads well into this next question. What has challenged you this year? Has challenged me? Um... I think that a big one has been in terms of income and money and all the rest of that as well because I have a full-time job, which is great and we're very thankful for. But cost of living, cost baby. Cost of living, baby, Woo! is going up. And so I think there's been a lot of time in the past years of me worrying or us worrying about your job and mm. permanency or like a full-time job or whatever. But I think I've kind of just given in to that and I'm – Praying for a great permanent full-time role for you and something that you love, but I'm also resigned to the fact that it's not anything that I need to worry about 
yet and that I need to just trust the Lord that he will make a way when it is time for a way to be made. And I remember earlier this year as well, you were like, I'd really love a full-time job, but I don't think it's here for me right now. And I don't think it's really going to happen. Is that right? Yeah, I still kind of feel that way as well. Yeah. Which, I'll be honest, I don't still love. Still sucks, yeah. yeah. I'd obviously prefer to have some consistency, but it is what it is. And the Christmas season's a bit different. But when I started working in May, I was on a short-term sort of contract or sort of agreement because I was just a casual, but I was going to be doing a short period of time working on the breakfast show and then that time was going to come to an end. But since then, there's been lots of work that I've just been able to pick up. Literally haven't had a week. Obviously, this week is different and like going into Christmas is different, but it literally hasn't been a week without work since yeah. then, which is just While been, the show was on. Yeah. Yeah. I was either working on the show or I was working yeah. in the background in audience engagement. So. Yeah. Yeah, it has been really good. So that has been a challenge. What about you, Lachlan? We've already kind of touched on a lot of the challenges that I feel like I've faced this year with mental health stuff. Yeah. Or as we're just kind of talking about um, with that song or just with work stuff as well. So those have kind of been three challenges that I've sort of faced. I can't think of anything major. Yeah, cool. It's a self-inflicted challenge, but I'm still struggling with a a dumb injury in my lower back and leg. Yeah. And probably should just get surgery for that. Mm. But that has been a challenge. Yeah. Just navigating that. One that we can work on, though. One that we can work on. This time next year, it won't be a challenge. I'm hoping that's the case. (laughs) Susanna, what is something you're proud of this year? Um... I think I'm proud of um, my, like, professional career. Hmm. I think I've become a lot better teacher than I, not necessarily than what I was because I was a good teacher, but I'm proud of myself in, um, you know, being a good grade two teacher. And I'm very confident in my abilities and all the rest of that. And I also really enjoy my work as well. I really like it. Yeah. And I like being good at it. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, um, and I'm also proud of we started a life group this year with us and Chris and Shelby. And not that it's perfect or obviously still needs work and we're still making progress, but I never wanted to lead a life group again. But um, it's been good and I've enjoyed it. It's been different. There's obviously things that come with that as well, but I'm proud of us starting. For those who don't maybe know what a life group is. It's a good one. What do you mean by that? It's like a Bible study. You get together with like 10 people from church, get to know each other, have a fun time, learn about God. It's like forced friendship. Yeah, it is forced friendship, but fun friendship. And we have some good people in our life group. And we also have snacks every week. I think for some people, you might go, oh, Bible study sounds kind of lame. But it is a really good time of just being real with other people and... A good time of getting to know other people as well. Yeah, you've got guaranteed friendships. Absolutely, in that group, uh, which is great if you struggle with that kind of thing. But we'll get our twelve that way. You know what I mean? Too true. <laughs> but also, it's just an opportunity to explore more about faith and ask those questions that we. Who maybe is have. the Jesus we know? Who is that Jesus we know? Yeah, um, and that's been really beneficial each Wednesday night. Even yeah. if it means I get slightly less sleep. Yes. Waking before up in the, the breakfast show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, that, that's been really cool to, to do that. I've been really proud of you. Yeah? Yeah. I've been proud of the way in which you've taught your class this year. I got to go in as I have done previously and teach the kids how to write Christmas cracker jokes. Mm. And just They love meeting Mr. Sands. Yeah. Love it. But it was just really sweet to see you in your element teaching and... Yeah, I think you're a great teacher and you're going to be a fantastic prep teacher. Thanks, Bestie. Susanna, what is something that you've learned about yourself this year? I've learnt, probably circling back to what I talked about before, mental health not being so good. 
I didn't think that I would come out of it for a long, long time, but I think I've learned that um, I am able to, I don't know, I don't know how quite to say it because I feel like depression isn't always like, I only had it for a few years, but I know that a lot of other people have it for a lot longer time Mm. period than that. So I feel like it's a bit of a hard one to say, but I want to write down is I can bounce back from mental lows and I'm able to feel happy and it's not a bad thing. And yeah, even after my few weeks of existential crisis, thinking about prep and all the rest of that, now I'm like, you know what? I'm going into prep. How good? I'm still a little bit, but you know, it'll be a good time. It will be a good time. I can bounce back, baby. You can. And you, you have. Yeah, I have. Uh, yeah. What have you learned about yourself this year, Luck? How good that we're learning stuff about our mental health. How good. Uh, <laughs> Can you imagine the podcast that we would have done last year or the year before? <laughs> that would have just been, anyone who listened to it would have been like, oh my gosh, I need to get out. I want to get out of this dinner with them. I mean, the people who would have listened are people who... Probably already knew. Probably already knew. Yeah. And the people that we probably want in our lives yeah because it means they care for us and they're willing to listen to us unravel for about an hour so it wouldn't have been pleasant listening no wouldn't have been been good for the books though to look back over yeah but i feel like this is better listening now sure and in years to come i'm hoping we don't have a year like we had last year or the year before but we might uh and that's just what we're signing ourselves up for by doing yeah. this thing. But this thing? <laughs> Marriage? Life? No, I'm this Are podcast. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Alrighty. Yeah, this is an eighty year podcast 80 commitment. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna have to get some new microphones at some point. Now these things will last. Really? That's quite the investment, right? It is quite the investment. Yeah. I've been trying to convince Susanna that buying these things was a good idea despite their price tag. Uh Susanna I have learned that I am a complex human being. You are. I (laughs) I also feel like I am probably more pessimistic slash jaded because of the experience I've had over the past three years. There's a rawness to who I am because of the things that I have gone through. I think as humans, we're all different, obviously. And I think that joy is something that despite what, Disney Pixar's Inside Out depicts as this bright, bubbling happiness. It can also be this really deep well that is deeply established and it's not always bouncing off the walls super, super stoked. And I think there's parts of me that of the last couple of years, haven't felt like I want to bounce off the walls and be super stoked about numbers of things. If you saw me, you go, oh man, is he okay? But I think for me, I have this really just deep sense of even hope as well that mm. things will get better yeah, and things are getting better and that's awesome and that I'm not defined by my day-to-day experiences. But I believe that I'm defined by the one who created me. Yep. And so even though I have really crap experiences, that my value is not that. And yeah, I I feel like the last couple of years, it has made me a little bit more pessimistic or a little bit more sceptical of good. But at the same time, I am expecting that good will happen. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I feel like the last couple of years, I've just had to to work through clutter. And I think the beauty of faith is that we believe that Jesus came to die for us because of all the wrong things that we had done. And 
because of his death, it enables us to be in relationship with him. And that might sound really weird. But for me, it means that when I have mess to work through, when life is just shit, that Jesus sits with me as I work through that. And I think that that's a beautiful thing. I think that restoration is a mandate for us as Christians that we, we are called to restore broken things. And I think that as we're restoring, Jesus is restoring us. Yeah. And so that's what really excites me mm. is that despite the last couple of years that I've had, Jesus is restoring. And we've already seen that this year as well. 100%. Yeah. And we're excited for the rest. 100%. And so, I, yeah, for me, I just love this picture of Jesus sitting with me as the horse is next to me. <laughs> Maybe I'm sitting <laughs> down on the grass and Jesus is like, hey, buddy. Hey, man. Get back up on that horse. Yeah. Let me help you. Yeah. Let me guide your feet. It's probably also just helping you walk beside the horse as well yeah. to begin with. Because I feel like that's quite a step from being sitting down yeah. <laughs> in despair in the mud. Yeah. Yeah. So that for me is something that I've learned about myself is that I'm a complex human, which yeah. is not super crazy. As in, I think most people are complex. I think all people are complex. But the last year has taught me that Jesus isn't surprised by my complexity. Yeah. And that he wants to help me mm. become more like him. And I think that's really cool. Well said, bestie. Thank you. So, Susanna, looking to next year. Yes. As we wrap up this conversation. <laughs> where do you hope to be in a year's time? I hope to be standing in the snow in Europe in a year's time. I love Europe. Lachlan also hasn't been overseas. I've done my fair share of travel, lived in Europe been to many countries in Europe. We get I love it, you're it. cultured. I'm cultured, baby. But I'm very excited to go back. We'll be going to see Luke and Wendy and Maisie and celebrating her first birthday, if we're over in time, um, and see Alice and all that fun stuff. But also, I want to go to Amsterdam and I want to eat a straw waffle. And yeah, and also I'll be finished prep and ready to go again. And also, I'm excited to dream for the future. And I think that'll be a nice chance to do that while we're in Europe and talk about all the things to come. Are you talking about babies? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Why is that? Just wondering. Yeah. There you go. Uh, <laughs> where do I hope to be in a year's time? Yeah, where do you hope to be in a year's time? I agree with you. Physically, I hope to be in Europe. Yeah. Mentally, I also hope to be in a much better place, whether that is in Europe. Yeah. Hopefully. If I'm mentally, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm physically in Europe, hopefully mentally I'm also in Europe. Great. I hope so too. Emotionally, I hope that the walls that I've built are slowly removed brick by brick throughout the next year. Great um, thing to hope for. Thank you. And spiritually, I hope to be... Deeper than where I am right now. Nice. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what do you hope for in 2023? Wow. Is this our last question of the pod, Lachlan Saints? Uh, I've got some other other notes. Really? Yeah. Okay. I feel like we need to wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> well, we should ask our producers, Zach and Dom. Hey, Zach and Dom, do you reckon we should keep on going or should we wrap it up? I think they said wrap it up. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're pretty tight, me and Zach and Dom. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cute. What do you hope for in 2023, Bestie? I hope as a society there's a shift more towards looking out for one another. Yeah. Be like in 2020, in the middle of COVID, there was a little bit of, oh, we want to protect one another. I think that's great. But yeah, I hope there's a, a shift towards looking out for one another rather than looking to benefit ourselves. Mm. Because I feel like, we should be looking out for one another. Absolutely. And as someone who 
is down the the bottom when it comes to the housing market. We're renting. Actually, no, bottom would be homeless. Yeah. We're towards the bottom. We can afford to rent. I don't know. I just hope that people who have seven investment properties go, do you know what? I maybe don't need this. Maybe I can be a bit more generous. Maybe Elon says, what am I doing with Twitter? Let me I will give some more money away. I'll give the Sands money for a whole entire house. Is yeah. that what you're hoping for? I'm not necessarily <laughs> saying eat the rich or anything, but yeah. I think that society is dangerously hurtling towards a place where it's just about self-interest and not about helping one another. Yeah. And I think that that sucks. And so I hope in 2023 there's maybe a realisation of the importance of community and, and looking out for those who are less fortunate than us mm. or who are lower down the ladder and that it's not a race to the top. I hope that we become better listeners than speakers in society. And that goes for me as well. Uh, I feel like I sometimes am better at speaking than listening. So I hope that I become better at listening. Ultimately though, I hope that I become more like Jesus and Christians do a better job at representing the Jesus that I know. Full circle. Love that. Do you like that? Yeah. See what I did there? Very wholesome. I hope that there is peace in Ukraine and in Russia because I think that's a very sad situation. And I think that Vladimir Putin is very, I always feel like I say his name wrong, um, is a very power-hungry man and Mm. I just am very sad about that and I'm very sad of hearing about all the Ukrainians that have to leave their homes and go elsewhere. And when in 2016 we went to help out in Calais in France and that was where a lot of refugees and mostly from Syria um, had come on over by boat and then had walked literally all the way through Europe and were in a camp in... Calais in France and we're trying to board however like going across but usually it was by boarding boats to go over to the UK to start a new life and a lot of those people had professions and wherever they were in Europe or in the UK they first of all it was illegal for them to go into the UK um, that particular way but a lot of these people had really great professions doctors and lawyers and nurses and all these other things that they'd worked towards their whole entire life And they couldn't even use that as well. And so they literally had to start everything from scratch again. And I think a lot of the time we see refugees very differently and we put them all into one little box and say, see you later. We don't really want to engage with you or talk about you. But they're people just like Mm. us. And I, yeah, can't imagine what it would be like to have to leave your whole entire life and your culture and your country and your family and your friends and to... um, go elsewhere so i'm praying for the ukrainian refugees and also for people in power in russia that they would get some sense into them it really would help it would help the cost of living stuff yeah too true that's exactly what it relates to affects us so deeply lachlan i mean so deeply it it does (laughs) it does affect us but but also greater issues great issues yeah Let's try to just bring it back to us. Yeah, teacher. All about self. Yes, we're so important. What I'm about. Suze, is there anything else worth noting that you'd like to mention on this podcast? Well, I don't know. Nothing too crazy. You feel like you've said everything you had to say. I feel like I've said everything. I feel like we could have always gone deeper into certain things, but I feel like we'd be here for a few hours. So feel free to come and chat. I'm happy to answer or to listen to you. The other side of the dinner. Yeah. Yeah. That would be good. I I did have that there is a new GYG down the road. (laughs) Great. Very notable. Um, Yeah. I think that should have been in your pieces of art. I wouldn't say piece of art. Maybe a highlight. I think for you it is a piece of art. Most weeks we'll look at each other and we'll say, Kelly Burrito? Mm. Yeah. So that is notable. Finally, do you have a person of the year? No, I don't really. I feel like for me, my person of the year, at least in Australia, yeah, Ned Brockman. He's the guy, guy that ran from Perth to Sydney 
I don't understand. And I'll be honest, if you asked me to drive from Perth to Sydney by myself. I'd say no, I don't want to do that. I wouldn't say yes. So to run, he's running like 50Ks a day. He also had maggots in his feet and that just makes me want to vomit. Yeah, so. Disgusting. But also, great guy. I, I can't say I've met him personally, so I don't know if he is a great guy. He did a great thing. But I think as far as things done this year that are worth noting. Notable. Person of the year for me, Ned Brockman. Go, Ned. Would you agree? Is he the official Sands? I think so. Let's yeah. get those maggots out of his feet, but I, I'm putting my vote in for him. There you go. The official Sands Family Podcast Person of the Year, Ned Brockman. Ned Brockman. Go, Ned. That'll be it for this episode of the Sands Family Christmas Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining so us. Fun. If you made it all this way, I'm so impressed and please let us know because it's a long time. If you also Bless made it all this way and for some reason don't follow us on social media, we will only be releasing one episode a year. <laughs> this is not going to be a regular thing. No. This is purely as a replacement for a Christmas newsletter. And so if you want to keep up to date with things that are happening in our lives a little bit more regularly than once a year, then you can follow us on social media. We're probably most active on Instagram. The gram. At Lachlan.Sands. At Susanna Elizabeth with an extra H on the end. Will you accept people who you don't know to follow you though? Uh, if they don't look shady, then 100%. Susanna legally has to have her account on private, so. I don't know. No, I don't legally have to. I thought that was part of the agreement that you signed. Uh, all those years ago. Oh, uh, yeah. But other people have taken it off private and they've just deleted. Yeah, good times. There you go. Nothing well, sketchy happened, but anyway. It makes it sound like day. it definitely did. It does. Thank you for listening. We hope to hear from you. doesn't have to be in podcast form. No. We could just... That would be great, though. Have you over for dinner. <laughs> yeah. And just hear from you. Or you could ask us follow-up questions. That's true. We would love to have dinner with you if you live in Brisbane. And if you don't live in Brisbane, maybe FaceTime you if we do know you. And if you happened upon this thing and you want to hear how two random people from Brisbane are just going with life, then thanks for listening to this. We hope you have a fantastic Christmas and a wonderful new year. And we'll catch you next year. See ya.